From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. It's Thursday, July 15th. Deadly Elsa Completes Track from Caribbean to Canada by Mark Paleo. Elsa was no fairy tale. The first hurricane of the 2021 Atlantic hurricane season left a trail of destruction across the Caribbean, killing three people as it swept through with breakneck speed. The storm then made its way to Cuba, where it caused mudslides, and Florida, where it made landfall in Taylor County as a tropical storm on Wednesday, July 7th. The storm killed one person in Florida while delivering high winds and heavy rain to the western part of the state. The storm then raced up the east coast of the United States, causing more of the same effects. Wind gusts on the New Jersey coastline were nearly as powerful as when the storm made landfall. Tornadoes were reported from Florida to Virginia. At 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Friday, July 9th, the National Hurricane Center downgraded Elsa to a post-tropical system, which AccuWeather refers to as a tropical rainstorm. Tracking up the coast, the storm had behaved like a nor'easter Thursday night into Friday, bringing high winds and heavy rain. Wind gusts early Friday morning on the mid-Atlantic coast rivaled those in Florida, with Harvey Cedars, New Jersey gusting to 75 miles per hour. Tropical Storm Elsa caused flooding and spawned tornadoes as it sped through Georgia and the Carolinas on Thursday, causing flooding and spawning tornadoes near the coast. AccuWeather National Reporter Bill Waddell described the tornado warnings as coming in fast and furious overnight in Charleston, South Carolina, where he captured video of people trudging through floodwaters downtown. More than seven inches of rain fell in parts of coastal Georgia and South Carolina. By Thursday evening, another dozen tornado warnings had been issued for North Carolina into Virginia, with at least one twister confirmed in the town of Fairfield and another in Suffolk, Virginia. Dozens of hail and wind reports were noted up the coast as Elsa tracked northward. As Elsa headed up the east coast, the storm carried heavy flooding and forced power outages for thousands. In Georgia, another 10 were injured and taken to hospitals by ambulance after a possible tornado struck in Camden County amid Elsa's rampage northward. More than 38,000 homes and businesses were in the dark across South Carolina, Waddell reported early Thursday. There were multiple tornado warnings in the Charleston area as sirens blared throughout. By Thursday evening, over 60,000 customers were without power from Virginia up the coast to New York, according to PowerOutage.us. Early Friday morning, that number fell to 20,000 as Elsa continued to move northward. The storm system that couldn't decide if it wanted to be a hurricane or a tropical storm finally made landfall on Wednesday morning, crashing into Taylor County, Florida around 11 a.m. Eastern. It was officially a tropical storm as it moved on shore. 
Like its cinematic counterpart, The Storm's plot featured multiple climactic moments of action-packed strengthening, but ultimately ended in many areas along Florida's Gulf Coast being largely spared from destruction. But not all spots of the state were spared from tragedy. Elsa turned deadly in the U.S. on Wednesday evening, claiming one life after strong wind gusts sent a tree toppling onto a pair of cars in Jacksonville. Wind gusts of up to 50 miles per hour were reported by the National Weather Service in the city around the time of the tragedy, which occurred amid heavy rains. Now is a time to remember that weather is unpredictable, Jacksonville Mayor Lenny Curry said during a news conference Wednesday, according to the Associated Press. This is really early in the hurricane season. We're just outside of the July 4th holiday, we've had our first storm, and unfortunately, we've had a fatality. Farther south, however, fortunate was the term used by Tampa Mayor Jane Castor on Twitter Wednesday morning as the city awoke to minimal damage and flooding. Fortunately for us, we didn't see the storm surge that was predicted, two to five feet, she said, in a posted video. So that is a great thing for Tampa Bay. We haven't had the extensive flooding. We have some downed trees and power out in certain places. Meanwhile, in Cedar Key, there was nothing fantastical about Elsa's impacts. Its forceful 65-mile-per-hour maximum sustained winds at landfall hurled debris and triggered flooding throughout the Florida Gulf Coast. The Tampa Bay area continued its seemingly mystical ability to avoid direct hurricane strikes. With a Muhammad Ali-like ability to dodge storms, the area again sidestepped a direct tropical punch as Elsa skirted along the side of the Sunshine State, paralleling the St. Petersburg area with little more than a wave hello from 65 miles away. The state as a whole dodged the worst-case scenarios, particularly with regard to power outages and storm surge. As of 12.15 p.m. Wednesday, at least 20,000 state residents were dealing with outages, according to PowerOutage.us, as crews hurried to restore power in already struck areas of the state, such as Key West. Southeast of Key West, water rescues from a crew of Good Samaritans and the U.S. Coast Guard were required to save the lives of 13 people on Tuesday after a cargo vessel carrying 22 individuals capsized. The Coast Guard said the individuals had left Cuba and that the other nine members were missing. According to the AP, the Coast Guard was first notified of the emergency by the Good Samaritan crew from a Western Carmen motor vessel around 1.30 p.m. Tuesday. It was there, in the popular tourist spot Key West, that AccuWeather national reporter Bill Waddell spoke with vacationers and residents about what they were expecting from the season's first visit to Florida. The Price of Paradise Vincent Ruro, a Key West resident of 10 years, told Waddell that he's learned to never take a storm lightly. Ruro and his wife live on the water full-time in a floating home they call the Turtle Nest. After a decade-plus of living in the state and dealing with storms such as Hurricane Irma, which totaled their sailboat in 2017, and Hurricane Charlie in 2004, the couple said they know to look at more than just the hurricane cone. We don't think, oh, we're not in the cone, he said. I was in Hurricane Charlie in Punta Gorda, and originally we weren't in the cone, and then all of a sudden it made a turn up into Charlotte Harbor and went directly over our house. Our community was demolished. At the time, Ruro said he was throwing a hurricane party with his neighbors and taking the storm lightly. He said they would never do that again. No more hurricane parties. We don't even say the word hurricane, we say H-word, Ruro declared. 
but his life on the water will take a lot more than a few more hurricanes to send him packing from Florida, Ruro told Waddell. No matter how rough the storm, however, Vero told Waddell that nothing could ever convince them to move off the water, even as Elsa was forecast to give them a troublesome night on Tuesday. The struggle is real, he said, of the full-time boat life. We live in paradise, and this is the price you have to pay. Elsa's Twisting Deadly Timeline Elsa made its way to Florida following a deadly strike on the Caribbean. In the Dominican Republic, Elsa was responsible for the separate deaths of a 15-year-old boy and a 75-year-old woman after strong winds toppled the walls of houses in Bauruco province. Following its destructive visit to Cuba, where heavy rain triggered mudslides and nearly 200,000 were forced to evacuate, Elsa worked its way toward the United States, but not before throwing a few curveballs. After departing Cuba late Monday night, the storm maintained tropical storm strength through early Tuesday, lashing the Florida Keys with intense rain and 65-mile-per-hour winds. And hours later, after giving consistent hints that it would intensify, Elsa reclaimed hurricane force as it tracked northward, parallel to Florida's Gulf Coast. Around 8 p.m. Tuesday night, the National Hurricane Center confirmed that maximum sustained winds from Elsa were back up to 75 miles per hour clearing the threshold of a Category 1 hurricane and setting the stage for a night of flooding. Although the system's maximum sustained wind speeds weakened back below the hurricane strength threshold about six hours later, torrential rainfall triggered flash flooding in some communities. In areas such as Northport, Florida, located north of Fort Myers, residents awoke on Wednesday to extensive street flooding, as around 10 inches of rain fell in the area over a 24-hour span, according to AccuWeather national reporter Kim Leffler. It was along the areas of southwest Florida, stretching from Naples to Tampa, where Elsa roared as an offshore hurricane before weakening back to a tropical storm. Those same areas picked up some of the most extensive totals of rainfall from the storm, including three areas, Port Charlotte, Big Slough, and Northport, that topped 10 inches. Damage was reported near Jacksonville, Florida, and Kings Bay Base, Georgia, late Wednesday afternoon after two radar-confirmed tornadoes shredded trees and damaged homes. The Camden County EMA requested Wednesday night for people who live in the damaged area to shelter in place until the area is deemed safe. That's it for today. For your local weather at your fingertips, download the AccuWeather app or head to AccuWeather.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.